being around sports media and a fan of oh my NC State Wolfpack for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip have landed magic in Chicago, Michael in LA, and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former sports center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will probably open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment for the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall. Legacies will change forever. New goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. Um, you know what? I don't know what day this is supposed to be. We'll say Thursday. I think Devo even told me. Was it Thursday breach? We're going to talk putters and kickers. So, like, who cares what day it is? It's, it's, it's evergreen because it's great content. That's what I mean. Brinson, this is hands down the best podcast of the year. Listeners have been telling me that for years. They wait every single year. They look forward to July so they can hear my ranking of the best kickers and the 10 best punters. And now we are here. This is the day. I don't know if it's Thursday. I don't know if it's Friday. It doesn't matter. But this is the day. It's happening right now. So today, in uh, in July 2022, <laughs> um, I was uh, I'm actually still using my uh, my Carter family backdrop. I got my Carter family hat on, representing our tailgate club. And uh, I actually have a tailgate chair that I'm on that keeps disappearing and, and reappearing because I I couldn't in time for this podcast get my my well so my new desk chair that's coming in is didn't end arriving on time and so i was like all right i'll just buy a crappy one from target and put it together i was like furiously trying to put it together leading up to this podcast and just could not get it done uh, in time so i that's why i'm sitting in this bizarre chair did you get it from ikea is that why it was so complicated to put together no it was just like a 20 dollars chair at target like i'm sure it'll throughout my it's definitely gonna cause some like long-term injury to my body but that's okay um i think i'm sitting in a 20 dollars chair from target and i can confirm Long-term, <laughs> long-term body injury. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Ooh, an ergonomically sound chair. Yes, this is perfect." And it's like, "Well, I've been sitting on this box for three days, and I'm getting tired of it. So I'm just going to buy a crappy chair and put it together." Um, anywho, let's talk some punters and kickers. Obviously, I have the rundown in front of me, and prepared to ask you first about your number ten kicker, which is where we'll start. And that kicker is Nick Folk. Oh, and Brinson, your starting just went wide right. We're actually going to start with the kickers who just missed the list. Ah, I'm, right, 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 right. I'm so, just going to so go the over guys, them real the guys, who, the guys who just went wide right. Exactly. And the guys who didn't make it on the rundown because Debo didn't think they were important. Um, I, and I'm going to touch on them quickly. Those are Tyler Bass, Jason Sanders, and Graham Gano. All very good kickers. Uh, Jason Sanders is a good example of why it's difficult to make a ranking of kickers. Uh, in 2020, Jason Sanders was first team all pro. So literally voted by the Associated Press as the best kicker in the NFL. You know what he did uh, as a follow-up to that last season? 
had one of the worst kicking seasons of anyone in the NFL, made under 75% of his field goals. So you're talking about the best kicker in the NFL went from the best to the worst uh, one year later. And so it's hard to quantify what a kicker is going to do because you don't know in the long run if they're going to be able to keep up the consistency. There's only been one kicker that's been truly consistent and awesome throughout his entire career. He's number one on the list, which we'll talk about later. So it I makes mean, it like, tough. like, like, I mean, we don't, you have to dance around who the number one kicker is because it's, it's sort of like when you're like, well, you know, we don't reveal who the number one quarterback is. It's like, well, it's Patrick Mahomes again. We know that. Or, you know, it's like, I mean, it's, it's, it's Justin Tucker, obviously. Okay, fine. It's Justin Tucker. Okay. So the spoilers are out of the, but we all knew it was Justin Tucker. So, like you said, there's no yeah. spoiling there. Um, so, let's go to number 10 real quick. It is Nick Folk of the Patriots. And you know what? It's he's old. He's I think he's 37. Uh, if I make this list next year, maybe he's not on it because he's so much older. But he's actually gotten better. He's gotten a lot better as his career has continued. He was a mediocre to average kicker through the first few years of his career. But he's really I don't know if it's playing for Belichick in New England uh, I don't know what has turned his game around, but he has been on point the last couple seasons. Uh, last season, 2021, he went, uh, he did not miss a single field goal under 53 yards. He went 35 for 35. And if you have a kicker who is hitting 100% of their field goals from under 53 yards, you will take them all day. I, I mean, that's really what you want in the NFL. Any kick over 55 is kind of a, a coin toss, maybe with a guy like Justin Tucker. You feel like you have a 75% chance, but with most NFL kickers, it's probably 55 to 60%. So 100% from 53 and in is any NFL coach would take that. Uh, so Folk is number 10 on this list. All right, number nine. Number I nine. Seen, uh, I, won't, I won't make you do number eight. By yeah, Number nine, Robbie Gold. Yeah, you're going to lump them all in, but then you're like, no, we can't. Yeah, lump no, I got to respect, gotta respect uh, so, you guys. Right, Big all right. Back. Well, I'll just do number nine real quick. We all saw yeah. him, uh, the Packers. We saw how big he was in that playoff game. Uh, the 49ers don't win that game without Robbie Gold. He had a 45-yarder uh, as time expired to give the 49ers that upset win. And that's really a big reason why Robbie Gold is on this list. His playoff accuracy is out of this world. He has attempted... 21 field goals in his career in the playoffs. He has never missed one ever in the postseason. That is the Pretty NFL. Good. Yeah. I mean, it, you, you obviously cannot get more clutch than that. And that is also the NFL record for most playoff field goals without a miss. And so if you are that clutch in the postseason, you are going to be on this list. It also doesn't hurt that he's the seventh most accurate kicker of all time in the regular season. Uh, so, he is getting up there in age. His number seven been is great the past two years, uh, but no matter where his numbers are, he still comes through in the playoffs, and that is a big reason why Robbie Gold, who probably I would have put as a top five kicker three or four years ago, uh, maybe not that high anymore, but he's still a top ten kicker. I'm kind of shocked about your number eight kicker because it's your uh -oh. boy Big Mac, uh, Evan McPherson, the, <sighs> uh, the young the young stud who propelled your like you were you were comp. I don't know. How, I mean. I was pretty confident the Rams were going to beat the Bengals in the Super Bowl. I mean, I, it was. I mean, look, it was a it was a great game, close game. Um, yeah, but like, it was a close game, right? Wasn't it a close game? Twenty three to twenty, Brinson. Yeah, it was a really close game. Um, I was like, wait a minute, am I thinking about a different? <laughs> well, the Rams had the. I mean, the Rams had the like the Bucks game was insane. 
they throttled the Cardinals and the Bucks game was insane and the 49ers game was insane. It was a great, you know, it's a fun playoff run. The Bengals games are all crazy. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's right, because Aaron Donald sacked you at Burley. Uh, any, anyway, my point being is that you were convinced on the Pick Six podcast show on CBS Sports HQ set uh, from our rooftop uh, down there in Marina Del Rey all week long that this game was going to come down to a 50 yard field goal attempt for Evan McPherson, that he was going to bury it, that it was going to be you and your father in the stands at the Super Bowl, weeping in each other's arms as a kicker wins the Bengals' first Super Bowl. Um, a very cool scene, very close to happening. It didn't ultimately happen. I'm a little surprised you only haven't ranked at eight. Yeah, you know what? Apparently a lot of Bengals fans were also surprised I had him ranked at eight. And so there's two reasons to this. And look, let me point out that Robbie Gold, the greatest playoff kicker of all time, is only number nine. And, and, and Evan McPherson had one of the best postseasons in NFL history, certainly the best postseason for a rookie. Uh, he tied Adam Vinatieri's record for most field goals in a single postseason. He hit two game winners, one against the Titans, one against the Chiefs. He could not miss in the playoffs. Absolutely clutch. Uh, but one reason I could, there's two reasons I couldn't put him up higher. One is the longevity thing. Look, you do not know what a kicker is going to do year to year. So it's hard to put a kicker in the top five coming off just one season. I talked about Jason Sanders at the beginning of the podcast, how he was literally the number one kicker in the NFL. First team all pro in 2020 hit under 75% of his field goals in 2021. So you could have that meltdown. And so you need to know that Evan McPherson has that kind of the mental part of his game is there. And you don't know that until he does this for two or three years. And so you just need to see it again. Like it is awesome. He had probably the best rookie year of any kicker in NFL history. Uh, and then the other part of it, you look at, I mean, look at, look at, look at like Roberto Aguayo, who is the best accurate kicker in college football history. And then he gets drafted in the second round. Everybody freaks out. I mean, he just can't make kicks and, and he's a bust. Right. Well, and, and Aguayo, there was, you know, I didn't think Aguayo was the best kicker in that draft. I can't believe the Buccaneers traded up to get him. And there's just this weird thing that teams do where they see these numbers. Oh, he hit 100% of X field goals. But I'm pretty sure Aguayo was like 100% on kicks 44 yards and in. And right, like right. Yeah. He, like, he, was never, he was never hitting bombs. He was only just like striping like short shorties and, and extra points. And it's just, he, yeah. Right. He, they didn't ask him to do it. I mean, the Bengals asked McPherson to do a lot. We tried. Yeah. He set the franchise record for longest field goal at 58 yards uh, during the 2021 season. And so the other reason he is not in the top five or top seven, and the reason he is at number eight is because he did struggle a little bit on the mid-range kicks. Uh, there were 17 kickers in the NFL last year who attempted at least nine field goals between 40 and 49 yards. That's kind of the, you really want to be, good there because that's where a lot of field goals get attempted from. Those are the ones where you're probably not going to go for it on fourth down. You're going to send your kicker out. Uh, and McPherson had the second worst field goal percentage out of those 17 kickers. He hit just 66.7% of his field goals from 40 to 49. And that's something that he has to improve on. So I, I felt like you could make an argument that maybe he should be seventh or sixth, but I would not have put him much higher. Give me a strong second season and improve on the 40 to 49 yard field goal numbers. And boom, he has plenty of room to shoot up. You don't want to be the guy who like puts him at number two and then he like falls apart and you're like, Oh my God, it's like, like I look like an idiot. Now I hate myself and you know, hate, you know, Bengals fans hate me, et cetera, et cetera. Um, right. All right. I, I don't want to jinx. I mean, look, I'm, not, I'm not here to jinx Evan McPherson. Hey, look, 
kickers kicking is a year to year, like you said, year to year proposition. Just ask Mason Crosby. He's been doing it forever in a tough spot. It's like some years will hit 60%, some years will hit 89%. I mean, it's it's there's a lot of variables that go into it. It's like how good is your offense? What is your team, you know, where is your team putting you in position for the field goals? Um, you know, what like what kind of special teams are you know, coordinator are you working with? What kind of guys, you know, are you changing long snappers, all that? Like all these things come into play. And so it is. It is. It, it's just too much to be like. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that, Brenton, because the Bengals are having a punting competition this year. They are having a long snapping competition this year. So McPherson could have a new holder in this season. He could have a new long snapper this season, and both of those change the chemistry of the kicking game. And who's to say uh, he can kick as well if he has two new guys as a holder and a long snapper? So there's. I mean, he certainly could, but it's definitely going to like take some adjusting to. It's just like if you change centers and change wide receivers, like. I mean, obviously, you know, different situations, but it does matter. All right, let's let's do um, only because I don't want to sit here until. I mean, like, I don't want the podcast to be like. I mean, I, not that I mind talking to you, Brenton. Now, I get it. You want to lump a few guys in here? Just do it. Just do it. I was going to do seven, uh, seven, six, and five. Jake Elliott, Matt Gay, and Daniel Carlson. Does that seem fair? That seems fair. You know what, Jake Elliott, number seven. Fun fact: He was drafted by the Bengals. So, what does that right. tell you? Is that uh, maybe the Buccaneers should try and poach Darren Simmons, the Bengals special teams coordinator, because he clearly <laughs> knows what to look for in kickers getting uh, both Ed McPherson and Jake Elliott. Um, look, I'll just go Jake Elliott real quick. There were only three kickers in the NFL last season who hit at least 90% of their field goals and made all of their extra points. You kind of forget how big the extra point is now because no one is hitting all of them. It is rare to see an NFL kicker now that they are back at 33 yards. Uh, it, it, it's tough to hit all your extra points because there is so much more pressure. And so, like I just said, Elliot, one of just three kickers to hit all their extra points along with also hitting uh, at least 90% of their field goals. Uh, at number six, Matt Gay. Well, I was going to say, on Jake, on Jake Elliott really quick, did – um. I mean, he's been with the Eagles his entire career, right? Like, was he cut by the? He got cut by the Bengals. He had a bad training camp his rookie year, and, and so any special teams right. coach would have done it. Um, but then he was yeah. like a fifth or sixth round. Maybe he yeah, even... fifth round pick. Who actually? Yeah. Fun fact: My dad announced the pick on the NFL draft telecast. That's right. Was that in? Was that in Philadelphia? Maybe ironically. Uh, uh was it 2017 when he was drafted? I want to say. Chicago? Yeah. I it, was Chicago, it was Chicago because you were there and you didn't find out your dad was there announcing the pick until he announced the pick, right? Right, 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 right. And you're yeah. like, what? Dude, what the hell, dad? Why didn't you tell me you were coming to Chicago? Um, yeah, so then the Eagles sign him and he has been with the Eagles ever since. And literally, I think one of the first two games with the Eagles in 27. Like walk-off bomb. Walk-off 61-yard field yeah. goal. And, you know, the Eagles were like, huh. All right, this guy's our kicker. And then Jake Elliott went to Super Bowl in his first year, and yeah. he's been riding high ever since. Uh, Debo, are you satisfied with Jake Elliott as your kicker? Absol- absolutely, yeah. Okay. I, I think and not a thing you thought about, not a thing you thought about in your entire life, but here we are. I, I think he should be much higher on this list. Well, Debo, he struggled a little bit in 2020. Were you worried? Were you like, um, oh, do yeah. We kicker? yeah, like I was, I was not happy with him in 2020, but every time he kicked last year, I thought it was going in and it, and it did that. And you know what? Fan confidence should, could be a factor in this where, how do you feel Absolutely. when the kicker walks out in the field? Yeah. Uh, all right. Matt if you're a Browns fan, if you're a Browns fan, you have a 0% chance 
faith that the kick is going in whenever your kicker's out there or Chargers right. fan. Matt Gay, up next at number six. Yeah, Matt Gay, look, he was hitting clutch kicks all season. I will say that he suffered a hip injury, I think, some sort of injury during the playoffs that kind of killed his range during the postseason. Um, but other than that, he just had such a strong season. Uh, the Rams were scoring left and right. He hit 98% of his extra points. That was the second highest percentage of uh, the 11 kickers who attempted 45 or more extra points. Um, and you know what? He hit 94.1% of his field goals. That's the more important number. That was the second, made him second most accurate kicker in the NFL last season. And so he is number six and he's someone who, uh, should be healthy and, uh, could move up the list going into the next few years. Yeah, I'm it, was sure. like, it, was, it was like kind of dicey in the playoffs. It was like, it was like McVay, are you sure you should be rolling this guy out there for this like 55 yarder? And he's like, it's like clearly bothered by the hip injury and McVay's still trotting about to try and blast 55 yarders. Yeah. And I think he felt even fell short on like a 51 or 52 yard field goal. That's right. It was like, uh, excuse me. Did you just, it would maybe have been like 49. That's be honest. And it's like, it just feels like maybe gay wasn't telling McVay, Hey, they rhyme. Um, how, Injury because you don't you, you want to play and you're telling the coach you can play, but you don't want to say, Yeah, I lost eight yards off my range right now because this injury is bothering me. You don't you don't want to like like beg out of the playoffs as a kicker because of like a, a hip injury, right? Like nobody's gonna respect that. Right. Um, but but he did hit the clutch kicks. He hit the 30 yard field goal against the Buccaneers as time expired. That won that playoff game. And then he hit the 30 yard field goal with like a minute. 30 left against the 49ers and NFC title game that won that playoff game. And I know people are like, Oh, 30 yard field goal, but look, playoffs, clutch field goals. We see misses Blair Walsh. I mean, we all remember that one from like 26 yards. It, kicks get missed in the playoffs when the pressure's on. No doubt about it. Daniel Carlson has been a, uh, he doesn't look like he's going to like bomb kicks, but he's got a great leg and he's incredibly accurate and has been uh, a fantastic kicker for, for, uh, for multiple cities, I believe. Yeah, you know what's funny is that the Vikings drafted him and then got rid of him because he struggled. Literally, his rookie year, he struggled in the first few weeks. And Mike, Mike, Zimmer, Zimmer, Mike Zimmer cannot deal with like kickers who don't like no. kickers who don't make kicks. Yeah, and you see the smart coaches let their kickers work through their growing pains and say, "Look, every kicker is going to miss. No, there is no kicker, even Justin Tucker, who is making one hundred percent of their field goals. It is rare. It's only happened like fifteen times in NFL history. It's just something that's not going to happen. So you have to deal with the misses." And, and some coaches won't do that. Zimmer got rid of him uh, after shortly into the 2018 season. The Raiders picked him up, and he has just been gold for the Raiders. Uh, there are only four kickers in the NFL who have hit at least 90% of their field goals in each of the past two seasons. Carlson is one of them. Um, also, last two seasons, he's 11 to 12 from beyond 50 yards. So he is. it's hard to find a kicker who's a lock from long range. Carlson has been a lock from long range. He also, I don't think, missed any kicks at home um, last season. And you love that. When you know you can – we saw him kick the game winner against the Chargers, that 47-yard field goal in Week 18. That was huge. Uh, and you know what? He has tied for the league lead and most points scored in each of the past two seasons. So he's been a Ooh, weapon. Very impressive. Uh, all right. The uh, top four kickers. I don't mean to, like, lump all together. I just – I was sort of trying to pick a point where I was like, okay – and well, let's say, you know what? Not top four, three, two, two, three, and four. Okay. Because there's no, there's no, like you said, one is a, it's like. A given. Well, but it's also like just a huge, there's a massive drop off to anyone else. If in terms of like 
what you expect from the week in and week out, season in and season out, year in and year out, whatever it is. Um, you know, they're like number one surefire Hall of Fame kicker, I feel like. Um, but two, three, it's like, so, and again, it's Justin Tucker. You know, we don't need to hide behind him. But like, you know, when you think about who is the second best kicker, who's the third best kicker, to me, any the two, three, and four is pretty close together. You've got Chris Boswell, too, which is a little surprising. Like he was almost cut a few years ago, uh, but it's right. bounced back nicely. Uh, Harrison Butker, who the Panthers cut, was on their training squad. Or they didn't cut. He was in the practice squad after they paid Graham Gano a bunch of money. The Chiefs pick him up, and he's been rock solid ever since. And then Young Way Koo for the Atlanta Falcons. Who the Chargers cut. Uh, and, and Daniel Carlson, who the Vikings cut. Uh, and Matt Gay, who the Buccaneers drafted and cut. Uh, and Jake, Jake Elliott, Elliott, who the yeah. Bengals drafted and cut. Literally. Noticing a theme here, Breach. <laughs> kickers two through seven all got started with a different team and then let go. Wow. And now they're top 10 kickers. So that tells you if you were a guy, if you're a special teams coach or a head coach who has kickers missing field goals, that doesn't mean they can't be great. Um, we'll start with Youngway Q real quick. Uh, look, he has been an absolute. The Chargers have to be kicking themselves, pun intended, <laughs> um, over letting Ku go because since he's been in Atlanta, he has been an absolute weapon. There is only one kicker in the NFL, Brinson, who has hit 93% or more of their field goals in each of the past two seasons. That is Ku. Wow. Uh, I mentioned Jake Elliott hit 90% of his field goals and 100% of his extra points last season. Uh, young way Koo also did. There were only three kickers. It was Elliot Q and Justin T- Tucker. That is a pretty great list to be on. Uh, went to the pro bowl in 2020 long range. He's been crushing it. He's hit 13 of 14 over the past two years. Uh, and you know what? He is also the third most accurate kicker in NFL history, but I don't think he has enough to actually field goal attempts to actually qualify for that list yet, but he will be once he, uh, as long as he keeps up what he's doing. And then what do we got? Butker. We all like Butker. I, the Chiefs love Butker. Um, You've got a big Butker and you cannot lie. What you're you like big Butker. You like big wow. Butkers and you cannot lie. Right, let's stop. You know what? It, one of the most clutch field goals of the postseason that gets forgotten because the Chiefs didn't make the Super Bowl was Butkers against the Bills. I mean, it wasn't just yeah. the 13. That 13 seconds doesn't happen if Butker – doesn't come through. Nobody remembers that 13 second drive uh, and the Bills blowing that game if uh, Bucker doesn't come through with great point. The field goal that tied it because Mahomes got them in the field goal range and it was a 49 yard field goal. That's a 50 50 shot in a cold weather playoff game that's being played outdoors. And, and Bucker making that, that's a big reason why he's on this list. He is a very, very clutch kicker. He is the second most accurate kicker in NFL history. Uh, behind only Justin Tucker. He's hit 90.1% of his career field goals. And so he's just come up clutch so many times for the Chiefs. And, uh, you know, he hasn't been in the league that long. And so I think he's rookie year was 2017. And so you're talking about a guy who could take that Justin Tucker mantle uh, if Justin Tucker ever retires, but that probably won't happen because he's only 32 and he probably has 10 more years left. So Tucker's (laughs) been an absolute weapon. And uh, you just think about, you always think about Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs offense is so high powered. But when you have a rival kicker like that, that helps. And uh, number two, as you mentioned, is Chris Boswell. This is, I actually got the most tweets about Chris Boswell. And it was from Steelers fans saying, thanks for recognizing Boswell. 
uh this awesome he's so underrated nobody understands how good he is all they point to is that 2018 season where he hit like 65 percent of his field goals and that's all they think about when they think of boswell uh well guess what boswell's done since then brenton since 2018 and three seasons since then he has hit at least 90 percent of his field goals uh over the past three years he is the only kicker in the nfl who's done that in three straight years uh since 2019 the only one even tucker is only two or three for hitting 90 percent uh and the other thing about boswell is that he is absolutely clutch we talked about how robbie gold has never missed in the playoffs chris boswell has never missed in the playoffs six that's outrageous that they just never miss in the playoffs i mean ever crazy it's just and it's rare i mean we ryan suckup was on that list but he missed a field goal this past postseason Chris Boswell is 16 of 16 all time in the postseason. That is the second most field goals in NFL playoff history without a miss behind only Robbie Gold. McPherson's third on that list with 14. Uh, and so Boswell is clutch, and he's basically does hasn't been missing field goals since that disastrous 2018 season. Right. And number one, we talked about him, you know, we talked about him twice already, but I mean, like, you know, we gotta give him his but I don't I don't really get to give him his flowers thing. Um is that, do you know where that came from? from why white people say it? I've never heard. I thought you were going to say give him his deal. I've never heard anything no. about flowers. Debo, what's the give him his flowers thing? Where does that come from? Why do people I'm, say that? It sounds weird. Debo, Debo doesn't even want to know. He, he's like, this is inappropriate. This is probably has like urban yeah. dictionary. This probably means. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, it's, uh, by the way, Debo checks out. Uh, you know what? Maybe this isn't appropriate. Um, give people their flowers so they can. I don't know. Um, anyway, um, oh, it's you give them their flowers so they can still smell them. Oh, in other words, like give them the flowers now. Don't give them the flowers when they're dead. Right, right. Okay. Oh, that makes um, sense. Okay, that yeah. makes sense. This is like when you put a Hall of Fame, you vote a guy in the Hall of Fame, he's already dead. He doesn't get to do the rounds and right. appreciate it. Right. Okay. Yeah. You know, Debo checks out of this podcast at least like more often than I do, to be honest. And he left you hanging on a, a ooh, that was a rough spot, man. We, we didn't know what was going on with giving the flowers. Uh, uh, anyway, look. Justin Tucker, the number one kicker, no brainer choice, right? No brainer. Look, it, it is the thing is, you always you put Tucker at the top of the list. That's where you start. You don't have to even think about this. I mean, Justin Tucker is going to go in the Hall of Fame. That is how good he is. You can't usually say that about a kicker. There's only two true kickers in the Hall of Fame, Juan Stenerud, Morton Anderson. Vinatieri, I think, will probably make it. That's three. Justin Tucker will be four. And that might be it uh, for a while. And just when you think Tucker can't get any better, because look, last year, the year before, the last five years, there was just no argument about him being the best kicker in the NFL. He goes out and hits a 66-yard field goal against the Lions. I mean, how else can you cement your status as the best kicker than setting the record for the NFL record for longest kick in NFL history. Uh, before Tucker's 66-yard field goal attempt, NFL kickers were 0 for 31 all-time when attempting a field goal of 65 yards or more. Tucker ended that with that kick off the crossbar in Detroit that bounced in, uh, and that broke Matt Prater's record of 64 yards. So he broke the record by two yards. Uh, oh, and did I mention he's also the most accurate kicker in NFL history? Uh, in, in the crazy thing about that is that he's the most accurate kicker, even though the Ravens regularly trot him out for absurd field goals. I mean, you know, who else is trying 66 yard field goals? Not many other kickers. Tucker's attempted 
uh, six field goals of 60 yards or more. Those are low percentage field goals. Uh, and he's two for six in his career. And so you take, if he had never tried, uh, 60 yard field goals, his percentage would be higher, obviously, because he's only hit 33% of them. Um, but not many teams have the confidence to send their kicker out for that. So he is accurate from long range, short range, extra points in the clutch. And my favorite stat about Justin Tucker, and this is why he is the best of the best. He has hit 58 straight field goals in either the fourth quarter or overtime. So when you're talking about clutch, clutch, you're talking about fourth quarter field goals, overtime field goals. He is 58 for his last 58. Ridiculous. Um, yeah. Way to give him his flowers, Breach. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, punters, next. Yay. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So the top 10 punters in the NFL, um, <clears throat> you know, I don't even know where to start with this. You just want to rip the, who just missed, I guess. Do we have, do you have a, just well, you know what? Hold on. I, I, I will say that. So ranking kickers for me is easy. I love doing it. Ranking punters is much more difficult, right? Because every team has a different goal with what they're trying to do with punts. Some, some special teams coaches want the finesse. They want their guys to angle everything out of bounds. They want to keep the ball away from returner. Some special teams coaches will just let their punter boom it and say, try and kick it 60 yards, and, and we're going to get a tackle the returner for a, a, a two-yard return and get a huge net average. Some want to say, kick it near the sideline, but not out of bounds. We want to catch the, the returner near the sideline so he's boxed in and we can get him right. Th so there's just... So many different strategies. Every punter is being asked to do a different thing. And so it, it is hard to rank punters. I think once you're in the NFL, they're all pretty similar. You can tell who the bad punters are, but it's harder to kind of pick apart the good punters. 
All right, well, give us, yeah, I mean, and so that, like, let's do, um, we'll do three at a time. Okay. We'll go. Cameron we'll Johnson, quick. Cameron Johnson, 10, Johnny Hecker, nine, and Tommy Townsend, eight for you. Look, Cameron Johnson plays for the Texans. If you, we all saw how bad the Texans were last season, and because they were so bad, Cameron Johnson got sent out there a lot. Uh, he punted 88 times last season. And guess what? The Texans probably been worse if Cameron Johnson wasn't so good. He put 37 of those 88 punts inside the opponent's 20-yard line. That was the second most punts put inside the opponent's 20 of any punter in the NFL. Uh, he also forced 22 fair catches, which, you know, special teams coaches, the coverage team loves that because they don't do any work. They just... They see the hand wave and they're like, all right, yeah, you know, the play's over. We don't have to go kill ourselves trying to t make a tackle or bang heads or or do anything nuts. Uh, number nine, Johnny Hecker for the Panthers. You know, Johnny Hecker, he, he's kind of losing a little bit of leg strength. We obviously been one of the best punters in the NFL uh, over the past 10 years, really since his rookie year with the Rams in 2012. He's been set. And a heck, of a, pa a heck of a passer and one hell of a model American. All of that. Ace Ventura, yeah. all of that. Uh, but you know what, though, is that the Rams let him go. The Panthers picked him up, and he still has some in the tank because he is kind of a finesse punter now. He's he's really smart. He understands the game. Uh, even though his leg wasn't as strong as it has been last season, he still had a net punting average of 42.6 yards la last year, which ranked fourth in the NFL. That's Top five is amazing. Uh, and so Hecker is just one of those brainy guys who I think will probably be in the top 10 as long as he is playing. And Brinson, as you said, he does love to throw the ball. He's the master of the fake punt. Uh, eight, Tommy Townsend with the Chiefs. We talked about Cameron Johnson, how he punts all the time because he played for the Texans. Tommy Townsend's the opposite. Literally only punted 37 times last year. I think there was a game where he didn't even punt less than uh, barely two punts per game. He punted so few times that he didn't even meet the minimum requirement to be listed on the NFL's leaderboard, uh, on the punting statistics leaderboard. So if you go Google... Uh, best net yards for 2021 you will not see tommy townsend even though he had the second best net punting average um, because you had to punt 41 and a half times he only punted 37 times so his net punting average was 43.8 and he crushed it that was second best behind only brian anger number what are we on eight seven did i skip someone no. seven no jake bailey is that, is that where we are? Okay, yeah, Jake Bailey. He was higher on this list last year. He's number three, but he struggled a lot in 2021. And, and one big reason he fell is because he had three of his punts blocked. And usually when you have one punt blocked, you go back, you watch the film, you say, uh, the, the line botched something or the snap came back high or there was something wrong. But when you have three punts blocked and no other punter in the NFL had more than one, that's usually on the punter. You're, you're getting the ball off not quickly enough. Uh, you're juggling. There's just all it's, it's almost always the punter's fault when you have multiple punts blocked. And so that was a problem for Bailey. Most of his numbers went down. But you know what? He punts in bad weather. He punts for Belichick, who just asks you to do crazy things. Um, and, and if so, if you're successful in that environment, you're a top 10 punter. And that's why Bailey's on this list. All right, number, we'll do the next three as well. Number six, Tress Way. Number five, Brian Anger, who you mentioned. Number four, Jack Cole. Jack Foxy. Did I say Jack Cole? Oh, Jack Fox, excuse me. Uh, you know, you know what? It's, you, you spoiled number three. Brent has got dyslexia right now. He combined Well, four you know what? I, I get laser locked on, on number three because <laughs> background, AJ Cole, maybe. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Tress Way, 
has a, a really, really strong leg. He has been crushing it for a while now. Um, in 2019, I know this isn't last year, but this kind of, I look at the last few seasons, he averaged 49.6 yards per punt, which is the 11th highest to- single season total in NFL history. Um, still has a booming leg, averaged 48.3 yards last year. His net average wasn't there. His season wasn't as good, but he's been so good for the last few years that you kind of have to have him on this list. And, and plus he has to punt all the time playing for the commanders. You know, maybe that will go down if Carson Wentz makes this offense better. But right now, Tressway is a busy punter. He does a good job of flipping the field. And uh, that is why he's number six. Number five, you mentioned Brian Anger. The Cowboys almost let Brian Anger walk. What are they doing? He was the most consistent player on the team last year. He was first team all pro. What are you doing, Dallas? Why'd you even think about letting him walk? But they eventually did not. They signed him to a contract extension um, this offseason for three years, I think $9 million. And so Anger actually led the NFL with a net average of 44.6 yards. The net average is the key punting statistic. That is, you punt at 50 yards, the returner returns at six yards. That makes your net punt 44 yards. So that is the net is what it's all about. That's the number you want to look at. And then touchback percentage is also big. Uh, fair catch percentage is big because if you get a lot of hang time, force a lot of fair catches, that's a good thing. Um, and then inside the 20 percentage is also big. So those are really the four things you look at when you're kind of trying to gauge how good a punter is. And, and you know what? Brian Anger had one of the best games of the 2021 season against the Giants in week 15. He pinned the Giants inside their own 10-yard line four times, Brenton. Four that times. is outrageous. And uh, Jack Fox. Don't forget about Jack Fox. I'm going to Jack Fox real quick. But real, uh, the Giants were so bad last year. You pin them inside the 10, there's no way they're scoring. Jack yeah, they Fox. started taking knees at one point. Uh, uh, yes, exactly. That is, I think that was that game. Um, uh, Jack Fox actually, I think, yeah, he played for the Chiefs. Got cut. The Lions signed him um, after Sam Martin left in free agency. Sam Martin was uh, other receiving votes on our list. Yeah, Jack Fox has just been huge. Uh, 2020, he set the franchise record for yards per punt, net yards per punt. Uh, He has just been crushing it. Last year, he ranked sixth overall in net yards per punt and second overall in yards per punt. And he is just like, he is the guy you want. If you're the Lions, he does a great job punting indoors. One of his biggest punts came on Thanksgiving last year, had a 70 yarder out of his own end zone that flipped the field uh, and kind of kept the Lions in that game. He is also one of the best punters in the NFL when it comes to punting from his inside his own 35 yard line, which is a huge deal because you want to be able to flip the field. That is huge. All right. And number three, we'll talk about him. I'm just kidding. Um, We'll talk about him separately, but AJ Cole, my guy out of NC state, a stud punter. And then Logan Cook, two. And number one, Michael Dixon. Yeah, and I said Anger was first-team All-Pro. I think he was second-team. A.J. Cole was first-team All-Pro last season. Um, You know what? Your boy averaged 50 yards per punt last season, Brinson. That is the eighth-highest single-season total in NFL history. Um, And you know what else he did? He also dropped 43% of his punts inside the 20-yard line. That was the sixth best percentage last year. And so when you're consistent like that, it is amazing how good the Raiders special teams is right now between Daniel Carlson and AJ Cole. Uh, The only downside for the Raiders is that their opponents were averaging 12.2 yards per turn, which is insane. I don't know that you can pin that all on AJ Cole because the coverage team needs to learn how to make tackles, but Cole has slowly developed into one of the better punters in the NFL. 
Logan Cook, man, can you imagine being Jacksonville's punter? Uh, like, no, it would suck. As soon as your team's on offense, you're putting your helmet on because you know you're going to be punting in like 30 seconds. They're going to go three and yeah. out. You're going to be out there punting. Uh, and if you don't do a good you job. Just don't you, take your helmet off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and if you don't do a good job, your team's going to lose every game 49 to nothing. Uh, fortunately for Jacksonville, Logan Cook has been one of the best punters in the NFL. Uh, 43.6 average for net yards. That was second best in the league. Uh, and he just, just he doesn't kick touchbacks, which is huge because, you know, you want to put your opponent inside the 20, not on the 20. Um, and he has just been an absolute weapon for Jacksonville. All right. And number one, Michael Dixon. Awesome. Number- Maybe maybe the greatest Australian football player in the history of uh, football. I think we can put him on the list. You know what? The Seahawks, the Seahawks official Twitter account gave me a shout out for ranking Michael Dixon number one. Ooh. Uh, hey, look, you know what? Nobody's been better than Dixon over the past few years. Uh, last year, slightly, slightly down year, but he still absolutely feels like the best part of the NFL. Uh, over the past four years, he has placed more kicks inside the 10-yard line than any other player in the league. And that's what you want because because that's what Pete Carroll loves. That's why Pete Carroll's punting uh, on fourth and inches because he trusts his punter so much. Not that that's a good idea. Not that that's what you should do. It, it probably works against the Seahawks that their punter's so good because if he wasn't good, I think Pete Carroll would be more likely to go for it on good these point. short fourth downs. And, and so it's really kind of this... <laughs> This head game, Brinson, what's your favorite thing to say about game theory? Game theory, yes. It's Pete Carroll game theory. If Dixon left Seattle and they brought in a bad punter, that Pete Carroll might start going for it on fourth down more often. Um, Dixon placed 48.2% of his punts inside the 20 last year. That's nearly half. That's insane. And that was the second highest percentage in the league. And so when you get things like that, that puts your defense, that gives them a huge advantage because they are going out in the field with the opposing offense inside their own 20. Uh, Michael Dixon has absolutely been crushing it. I won't be surprised if he plays another 10 years. And let's not forget, remember he did, did that crazy double punt? Was that last year? Or two, that was two years ago where he punted it, got blocked, and he picked it and up he and grabbed punted it again. again. And, punted it again. and like, bombed legal? it. And he bombed yeah. it. And it was perfectly legal, too. It was insane. And heads up plays like that. I mean, to see a, a punter make a heady play is awesome. And that is a big reason, along with everything else, why Michael Dixon is numero uno on the list. There you go, Brinson. We did it in 40 minutes. All, well, by the time we wrap it up, it'll be exactly 40 minutes. Very impressive. You wrote a, I wrote a tight ship around here, Breach. Everybody knows that. Um, <laughs> it, look, no, this is a good podcast where, like, I'm not going to – I'm not going to try and like talk about every one of these guys. Like I, like I, because I mean, like it's, it's, it would, it's more important that we get you, your information out there. You get the concrete stuff. You get the, you, you break it all down. When I know something, I'll chime in. But otherwise, I mean, look, I, I, I was, I was, I was very impressed. Two great lists, kickers and punters. I assume it's on the website, cbsports.com as well, right? Yes. Go find it. Google it. I don't think anyone else is ranking kickers or punters. So you just put, ranking NFL kickers or ranking NFL punters into Google, I I think mine will probably be the top. All right, go check that out from our boy John Breach. Breach, is always a pleasure, buddy. Uh, We will talk to you soon for Breach. I'm Brinson. See you guys later. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.